back everyone to the Xamarin Podcast. The Xamarin Podcast enables you as a Xamarin developer to keep up with the latest and greatest in mobile development right here on the official Xamarin Podcast. I am your brand new co-host, James Montemagno, and with me is your other beautiful, lovely co-host, Pierce Bogan. How's it going, Pierce? I'm doing amazing. Can't complain. We are officially relaunching the podcast. Is that correct? That is correct. So we've actually gone through and we've gotten a lot of great feedback from our listeners Really over the past three years, so four years now, me and Chris Hardy launched the Xamarin Podcast way back in 2013. And uh, so over the past couple of years, we've gotten a lot of feedback and we've iterated over that feedback. And so this is this is 2017, so it's new year, new us. And so uh, we're doing a lot of new things around the podcast. So we have a brand new website, uh, XamarinPodcast.com, and you can go in there and you can see all the episodes, learn more about the host. We're going to have show notes. It's going to be really amazing. That's one thing that I think you know, in the past we could have approved upon. Another thing you'll notice, I actually have a decent mic. <laughs> James has been yelling <laughs> about at me time. About, <laughs> about time for like three or four years. So I'm fine. I'm finally have something that I feel like I can actually work with and, and it sounds nice. So I'm really excited about this launch of the Xamarin podcast. You can expect a new Xamarin podcast every two weeks. So if you just subscribe on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, all those things, uh, you'll get a brand new episode every other Monday. Or you can just follow along at the new website at xamarinpodcast.com. Yeah, it's super nice. We're using a lot of brand new services. Uh, I use them a lot on Merge Conflict, which is my other podcast that we'll put in the show notes, uh, mergeconflict.fm. There's two really big changes, not only just brand new microphone, but uh, Xamarin Podcast. So we'll just give some shout outs to um, some some great products that we're using. And the first one is Fireside, uh, fireside.fm, which is an amazing podcasting platform by Dan Benjamin from 5x5 and some lovely, lovely podcasts. And it's a beautiful design. It's going to, you know, if you're already subscribed, don't worry. The RSS feed automatically updates iTunes, Google Play. Nothing will nothing will change for you. That's really important. But what you're going to see is better show notes, links directly in there. So you don't have to go to the Xamarin blog, anything like that. You can just go to the XamarinPodcast.com site. You can look at hosts. You can look at guest details and contact us directly via an email form. Then you can go to, to subscribe and, and you can embed web players. I mean, it's super nice. Um, it's, really nice. It, it's really nice. And the second thing that we're using is actually a brand new service that uh, is simply amazing. I've been using it uh, for over a year, even when it was in beta, it's called Zencaster. And we'll put these links in the show notes, of course. Uh, Zencaster is this amazing free service and uh, and there's a paid service as well with it, but it auto- automatically does post-production and all this stuff for us automatically. And I think I uh, recorded one or two episodes uh, with Pierce previously and he was just blown away by it. And he's like, we got to record everything like this. So uh, I'm really excited for the relaunch uh, of the podcast. And Pierce and I talked a little bit about this earlier of what we kind of want the format of the Xamarin podcast to be. I think before uh, there wasn't a set agenda of what's going on. Uh, I think what we're going to do now is it'll either be me and Pierce like it is today, uh, or it could be Pierce and a, and a guest from the community or at Xamarin because Pierce is over in Boston. I'm over in Seattle. So I have some access to uh, the main mothership campus uh, over in Redmond. Uh, and or you'll hear me uh, talking about some some developers that are going back and forth uh, out in the community. So I think that'll be a really good format. And you know we keep these a little bit shorter on the the thirty minute side. So we'll see how it goes. But we never want to stop when there's so much awesome content. Does that sound about right, Pierce? That sounds amazing. Yeah, everything you said is spot on. Um, especially the new services are amazing. Um, like James says, we'll put those in the show notes. But 
there's no way that I could build out anything close to this. Like the website alone, like the podcast, there's the podcasting platform, which is amazing in and of itself. And then there's also like all the, you know, front end stuff you get for free, which is really nice as well. Yeah. I agree. It's quite lovely. And and I think you guys are going to love it. Uh, give us uh, feedback on Twitter uh, or directly on the contact page on the website. And we'd love to hear from you and kind of also what you want to hear about too. I think we're going to try to always cover the latest and greatest in Xamarin uh, development and everything happening here at Microsoft, um, including some awesome, huge things that are occurring basically now, I would say uh, some things are out now, things are about to come out by the time you listen to this. Uh, and there's a huge event there's a brand new ide have you heard of this uh, ide pierce called visual studio ever i may have heard about it in the past it's uh it's brand new okay and And, uh, there's a brand new visual studio there's a brand 2017 there's a brand new yeah there's a brand new version visual studio 27 it's the year 2017 so this is the 2017th version of it well i guess that makes sense that's a lot of versions it's a lot of versions and they're using semantics. So lots of changes um, in there. No, it's, it's a, it's a huge release. Uh, have, uh, what has your experience been so far with visual studio 2017? So I remember I started using internal builds of visual studio 2017 RC right before connect. So connect, uh, November of last year, November, 2016 was when it first got announced in RC and uh, I've been giving it really, I've been using it almost every day exclusively since that date. And I've been pretty blown away. I think like mo- the, the biggest thing that I noticed straight away is everything's just faster. Um, loading up projects, doing different things in Visual Studio, it's all faster. It feels, even though like Visual Studio is obviously a very powerful IDE, in the same way it kind of feels a little bit more lightweight, they did a little bit of a v- visual rework. And then the biggest thing like right off the bat after you download it is the install. So the workload concept of you don't have to sort out beforehand. You had to sort out all oh, the, what components exactly do I need to select? I have to go to custom install. I can't just do a regular install. I have to go in and select all these different things. I have to make sure I click the right ones. Whereas now you can be like, okay, I'm doing web development. Uh, I'm doing stuff with Azure. I'm doing stuff with Python. I may be using Xamarin and you just click those and it'll install everything you need. It's more seamless. It's faster. I think I can install visual studio 2017 and like a good 30 minutes, maybe 45 if I install like additional workloads. Whereas before with VS 2017, it was like, even if you're downloading the ISO, you let that puppy run overnight. And that was really about your only choice. But now it's so much easier to actually go about and and install Visual Studio and modify your install, which is really, really nice. Yeah, they really componentized uh, the entire installation and workload process. And when we say workload, you'd go in and say, I want, if you just go in and say, I want .NET development just for like desktop or whatever development, like WinForms and just C-sharp like services, you can install Visual Studio 2017, I think in under four minutes or something like that. You're probably not going to do that, but if you wanted that very dramatic, uh, I can, I have a great C-sharp text editor, you could totally do that. Um, and then you can say, I want the web workload. I want the database workload. I want the Xamarin workload. I want the Azure workload. And, and the reason they did this is because a lot of those workloads have additional dependencies. And, um, so when you click on Xamarin, it'll tell you everything that it's going to install. So it'll be the Android SDK and like, um, the, you know, Xamarin iOS, Xamarin Android and all the other dependencies that are going to come along with it. And since it's this work-based, uh, a workload model, when there's a beta version of it, you don't have to override your Visual Studio 2017. You can have multiple instances side by side, which is, I think is huge. I think it's like the first time ever that you could basically do that and not destroy your machine. 
And it's going to be really good for Xamarin developers too, because they'll be able to try out, you know, the new alpha beta bits, whatever that ends up being called, and uh, side by side with the stable bits. So as whereas before you had to switch lanes that could, you know, potentially have some breaking changes in your environment. Now you can have both side by side and you can actually try out the new release with confidence that it's not going to break anything in your stable environment. Yeah, and I really like the modification side of it, just going in, adding some components, removing some p- components. And I think that was the biggest thing is I remember for forever, right? It, it, this is going to be a new experience to a lot of people. You'd, you'd, you're you used to that log, that install thing. It says install or custom, and everyone did custom. And you just checked everything. And you know you had no idea what you were installing. And Yeah, you, you, you literally had no idea. You just had to guess. And so, like you said, you usually just select everything and hope for the best. Yeah. And uh, so I think this process is going to be great. It's going to be great for Xamarin developers. And that's just the beginning. I have gone through so many um, um, demos and so many new internal things that we've been doing to kind of showcase and like the pre, you know, some of these pre-recorded videos. Um, we do these at, all the time at like build and connect these little five minute video things you'll see uh, for the launch. And I've been watching a lot of them and they're just amazing. Like first C sharp seven, it's out people it's happening. It's going to work with your Xamarin applications. Boom. Um, we need to do a whole episode on that, but, uh, C sharp seven, there's brand new, like crazy refactoring. Like, I mean, it's the refactoring alone is just mind boggling. I mean, visual studio 2015 started and this one, you can just have a class refactor methods, refactoring, just new files, new, whatever done. Um, and if you love testing, there's this brand new testing. I just saw it. I saw it today. It says testing real time testing. And what that means is as you're writing code, your unit tests are also being run at the same time. And you can, you can manually select which ones you are, you are doing. And it will, as you're typing code, rerun your unit tests and tell you if you are breaking all of your unit tests at the same time, which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, it's there's so many cool little features. I think that, you know, it's years upon years in the work. So so while you start with the installation process, you are, you know, there's going to be so many small little things that you're going to appreciate uh, in this launch. And, and, you know, if you already have Visual Studio, you're going to be good to go. And I think what's nice for Xamarin developers now is that it's the first you're going to see mobile Xamarin first choice should be your only choice um, for mobile development. But there's, you know, some other workloads in there. And uh, yeah, you just select Xamarin development. It's the number one first option because it's the best option. And uh, I, I really think I think it's going to drive up adoption. We're going to see the Xamarin community even flourish more with with that high prevalence uh, of of where Xamarin sits in, in the install. I agree. And also to couple with the VS 2017 launch uh, a couple weeks ago, we released the culmination of, of many months of work here at Xamarin. So uh, previously we'd split up our development into what we call cycles, which are like two to three month sprints. And then within that, we'll have like service releases and that sort of thing as well. So cycle nine, which went into RC earlier in January, and we actually had an alpha beta available back at, at Microsoft Connect in November 2016, actually just went stable and it's got a lot of cool stuff, right, James? Oh, geez. Like the cycle nine is, I mean, obviously every cycle should be the best cycle ever. And I don't know, how would you, so you described the cycle really well. How would you describe us? I guess at this, ask this all the time. How do you describe cycles? So I would describe a cycle as um, basically a three month engineering unit. And within that, 
the team will do, they'll branch for the work. Um, they'll put in all their work. So we'll do obviously planning and that sort of thing. And we'll decide what exactly is going into a cycle and the team will start their, their work on it. And then once we actually start getting up to the end of a, of a cycle, so say we release cycle eight, the work for cycle nine is already undergoing. And as we're releasing service releases, bug fixes, that sort of thing for cycle eight, feature development is going on with cycle nine. So uh, that's how you know, you know, when you're working in the stable channel, traditionally with Xamarin, there's always something in the alpha or beta lane. So those are the new feature development lanes. Um, and so these cycle, this feature development is continuously happening alongside bug fixes. And so once the cycle is actually released, we have different service releases and that sort of thing. So generally right after release, we'll have a service release zero. Um, with cycle eight, we had this because... Xcode, a new Xcode came out. There was some Google tooling that came out as well, and we need to support that obviously on day one. So we had a service release that came out very quickly after cycle not after cycle eight, and then usually on a two or three week cycle, um, not to use the same terminology, two or three every two or three weeks we'll also have another service release, and that generally has you know tons of bug fixes for the features that were announced in the baseline cycle. So that's pretty cool. Um, so that's essentially how the cycle process works at Xamarin. Yeah, I really like um, too is so when I started Xamarin four years ago, we, you know, I was there for Xamarin three launch, Xamarin four launch, and these were really huge everything launches. Like we released a thousand new products all at once, and it was a big undertaking. We still do cycle launches with new, new versions, new products, and we're going to talk about some of them, what's in cycle nine. But a lot of times it's also just smaller, more maintenance. And I think cycle nine was more maintenance and performance. So, you know, we're always listening, you know, Pierce and I are both program managers on the mobile developer tools team. And we're always listening to what you, the developers are saying. So we want, you know, faster, we want better, we want more reliable. And I think they really took that to heart in cycle nine. And what I like is that cycles are occurring more often. I think that. Um, and, and I've been accessing, you know, I think weekly alpha releases of cycle nine. So kind of like the RC, we had like 10 or not 10, yeah, 10 RCs or whatever alphas versions or previews of it or whatever. And, uh, I really appreciated that because uh, every week I just have a new build and it, everything was just stable. Nothing really broke. It was just going, going, going. I could provide feedback to the team and really help them catch little edge cases. And, and it's really important that, um, we get this feedback and that's why I think the new visual studio 2017 will enable more developers to try things because they can run those things side by side because you guys uh, and gals out there have the, you know, really complex projects sometimes and you're doing bindings, you're doing this stuff that, you know, we need to integrate into some cycle and, and try to make sure that we don't, you know, um, uh, you know, we have that in our test cases essentially. So really do give us feedback. We're making it really easy. Visual Studio makes it easy. Just click a button and, and give feedback. And we have our forums and we have you know our Bugzilla and all that stuff. So it's super excited. But I think what I'm most excited for in Cycle 9 is to kind of talk about a little bit of the Visual Studio feature since we're talking about Visual Studio. And I think what you're going to see out of the box is when you install Visual Studio 2017, if you have Enterprise Edition, you're going to see the inspector. And you're also going to see... Um, the remote iOS simulator and the profiler. And the profiler. Yep. 
Ah. So in this release, uh, visual some of the Visual Studio Enterprise features, whereas before they weren't bundled into the actual release process, so you had they were separate installs. So you had to go get a web installer, install it separately, and it was a little tricky to make sure you know all the stars were aligned as far as making sure you have the right inspector version that matches up with the right cycle version you have installed. Whereas now, like you said, it's just totally integrated into the Visual Studio installer if you have Enterprise. Um, so you just get that. You don't even have to think about it, and it'll always be running the right versions. Yeah, and if you haven't tried the profiler out and you're on VS Enterprise, uh, it's real good. Uh, um, it's gotten a lot. It's, I mean, we've listened to so much feedback. It's on like a version 1.2 now, and it loads so quick. Like I went into Visual Studio, and I just go, oh, let me just analyze and start up the profiler. And I was I was you know, profiling my Android app in like under five seconds. It was crazy. Um, it's real good. I did, a, I did a Xamarin show with Nina a, a while back when we were getting ready for the 1.0 launch talking about cycles and memory perf and all that stuff, put that in the show notes too. But, um, it's real good. Cause I think as developers, we can get ourselves into little corner cases sometimes, write some bad code. <laughs> it happens, <laughs> you know, especially more often with me. That's okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's so hard because, you know, it's sometimes we're so lucky. We're in this managed world of C sharp and events and all this stuff. And it's a beautiful, beautiful day. And then sometimes we forget to unsubscribe and we forget that we are dealing with native and unmanaged and unmanaged objects and you can get into some cycles. Right. And we're so. on a, we're on a mobile device as well. So the constraints from a hardware perspective, even though they have like vastly gotten better over the past few years uh, on Android, for example, some of the lower end devices is really poor. So even if it performs well on a newer device, it may not necessarily perform well on an older device. And I think yeah. the other thing about the profiler from my perspective is I'm not a profiling expert. I don't know all the terminology, that sort of thing. I honestly, I don't consider myself to be like an expert at finding memory leaks or anything like that. But I think the profiler, the new Xamarin profiler, uh, which was, I think, hit 1.0 at uh, Connect in November, has a lot of, uh, it's very intuitive to use. So you don't have to be like a pro at tracking down all these issues. Whereas I think some of the other instrumentation tools for developers, you have to know all of this terminology. And it's really complex. I think with honestly, like a five or 10 minute overview, you can learn pretty much all the features of the profiler that would be useful to you. And then obviously, as you go, you can learn some of the more advanced features as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's pretty great. So I definitely say try it out. Now, if you're not a VS Enterprise developer, don't worry. There's still a lot of good new, new features in there. And we're not going to talk about all of them because there's so many. We have right. we have a good blog post with all the release notes that I recommend everyone check out. Um, uh, Pierce and I, we spent and, and Cody uh, on our team spent a lot of time on these new project templates. Do you want to do you want to discuss what's what's brand new in these uh, VS dialogues? Yeah. So essentially, when we were looking at the types of apps that people are building, and this isn't just Xamarin apps, this is like every mobile app. Uh, when you look at download a mobile app from the store, I would say like 80% of the apps, it's some form of list um, that's pulling down data from the internet and sometimes usually with some sort of authentication or something like that as well. So that's like 80% of mobile applications. So we got to talking and we were like, well, if that's like most of the mobile apps that people are building nowadays, why don't our templates reflect this experience? We want to set people up for success right out of the box. Um, so what we did is we actually designed, uh, James, Cody, and I designed uh, new project templates. Uh, so we have a, the blank app template is still there, but we also have a new master detail template, which reflects this kind of paradigm where you have a list, you have some data, maybe you're pulling it down from the cloud, maybe you're doing some authentication with something like Azure AD or maybe even social auth. 
and we wanted to, our templates to reflect that experience. And this also has some like nice little best practices and that sort of thing uh, as well. So it's got some MVVM infrastructure in there. It's got you know the settings plugin. It's got all this awesome stuff baked in as well. But at the same time, I don't think it's like too much. I think it's a, a nice balance of things that you get straight out of the box. And so you can get this by going to File New uh, Cross Platform, and then there's going to be a cross platform app. You'll double click that puppy. You'll see a nice little wizard come up. And this wizard, if you've ever used ASP.NET, very, very similar. So essentially, you'll pick what type of uh, template you would want. So right now, we only offer blank and master detail. Although in the future, we'll probably other offer some other options there as well. Maybe tabbed, maybe fly out. Um, and you'll select that variation. You can select either native, so you can use just regular old Xamarin traditional, or you can use Xamarin forms. And then you can select, oh, I want to use shared project, or I want to use PCL. And then there's also some options available if you do want to add a backend project as well. You can say include or host in the cloud. You need to have the Azure tools installed, which when you're using the VS 2017 installer, if you just click the Azure workload, it'll install everything you need. And you click that puppy and it'll actually provision a new Azure mobile app service for you. Um, all the data stuff ready to go. And so essentially what you do is you file new and you've already got an app that you could potentially within, you know, a few hours of, of, uh, messing around with it, have something that you could prototype for your boss or have something you'd show. Because like I said, that's like 80% of mobile applications. So by altering the data that you get out of the box, by changing around some of the template a little bit, I think that like a lot of people can get to prototype so much quicker than they could previously. Um, because it requires just so much less knowledge up front. You don't have to know a ton of stuff about, you know, what architecture do I need to have? Like all this other random stuff. I don't have to like dive into list view documentation right off the bat. It's already in the project. So I think developers are really going to like these templates. Yeah, I think that was really one of the big things we wanted to hit was that um, that you want to be yeah, first time to prototype. And maybe right. this isn't the exact um, type of application that you're going to build, but it could give you like a good sense of how to do some of the data binding and then go back um, right. and, and kind of start working on the other pieces. So maybe you start pulling pieces over into a blank application and we extended it a little bit further too. So what's nice about those templates is that um, is that you have um, Xamarin Forms or Xamarin Native. So if you still want to work with storyboards and Android XMLs and really get that full high fidelity user interface, they're both options and you get the same type of application, but written um, with Xamarin Forms or non-Xamarin Forms and then Xamarin Native. And uh, that's really nice. And once you get started though, we've added even some more other little templates. I worked on these. These were in some of my template packs and things that I really wanted for a long time. And they're not project templates, they're item templates. So what happens after you do that file new? And I did a, a, a blog post on this and a little video on it. But uh, what's nice is uh, I'm a big Android developer. So now when you click on your resources folder and you want to add strings, you want to add um, menu files, you want to add, uh, you know, integers, things like that, you can right click and say, I want a new share sheet. I want a new um, search for your action bar. And it'll not only give you the XML, but it'll also give you the code snippet that you need to put into your actual Android project, if it's app compat or not app compat. And that's really great for native um, Xamarin, native um, 
Android development. But for Xamarin Forms, we have brand new item templates for Xamarin Forms. When you go in, often you want to add a bunch of XAML pages. And previously, all we had in Visual Studio was just the ability to just say blank XAML page. And it was a blank XAML page. So I got to go create my view model. I got to go create all, the, all this stuff. But what if you don't know how um, data binding works? What if you don't, um, you're brand new or you don't know how the map works? You got to go read all this documentation. So now whenever you go in, you'll see a master detail page. You'll see tab page. You'll see content view. So map page, you'll see um, a whole bunch of these other ones that are in there, like special views. And they're all, you know, XAML ones that you can just add in there. And they're still the blank ones. Don't worry. Right. But when you go in, even the list view will give you a data binding to a whole list of monkeys and, and headers and footers and using built-in um, views and using not built-in views. And it does the data binding and all that good stuff for you. And it's just written for you automatically. That's really nice. And yeah. that's obviously something, I mean, this is only be the beginning because me and James are all about that template life. So I think in the future, <laughs> as we go on, you're going to see those continue to be expanded and um, improved as well. So certainly if you have feedback on those, since that's something that me and James and, and Cody directly worked on, please send us your feedback because that'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah, if there's something you want to see, I think right away, someone was like, well, where's the master detail one? I was like, I'm pretty sure I made that. And someone just forgot to add it in. So I just went and added it in in an afternoon. I was like, here you go. You know, so right. it's in there. That one's a little crazy. It adds a bunch of files. And that's the thing is, even in the tabbed view, I think I show you how to embed XAML pages into the main tab. And then I also show you how to reference other pages that are XAML pages and other files. So it's kind of nice to do a little bit of both um, in there. Um, yeah, that's really yeah, it's a nice little little treat. I have some other nice little treats that are in this VS launch too, which is that we've added a info P list editor, which is super nice. About time, a round of applause. Woo! Thank goodness. Um, took us took us six years, people, but we did it. Uh, well, I guess less than that because iOS <laughs> inside of right. Visual Studio was a little bit newer, but it was one of the big things that I pushed for. Uh, and um, I'm I'm not going to take full credit for it, but I think I, I made my voice heard a few times around Miguel that we needed that. So maybe that's the reason it's in there. But um, I think that's my big one. And I think uh, there's a really new, awesome IntelliSense feature for Xamarin Forms that I'm pretty sure Pierce has gotten to experience a little bit. Oh my gosh, it is so amazing. So. Visual Studio has technically had IntelliSense for Xamarin Forms in the past. So if you'd given it a try before and you were not that impressed with the level of uh, code completion that you got in previous releases with Xamarin Forms in Visual Studio, you need to give Cycle 9 a try because the entire engine is just so much better. Um, I think it handles like if I have issues in my actual and you know my in my uh, control that I'm typing out, it handles all that very gracefully. It is almost like they completely re rewritten it. It's it's such a massive improvement over previous releases. And for me, it's really important from a discoverability standpoint because I don't always know exactly, even though I work in Xamarin Forms you know, almost daily, I don't remember all the tiny little property names and that sort of thing. So having IntelliSense in terms of developer productivity is obviously super important to me. So this new XAML IntelliSense in Cycle 9, the rework of the XAML IntelliSense engine is just so much vastly improved that you have to give it a try yeah and it even gets into the point where when you do the the curly brace and say binding it fills in binding converter and like all that stuff right. for you automatically it brings in namespaces does a lot of really rich things that i think it even does a little bit better than xamarin studio i think they're not quite at feature parity but they are very very close um right. yeah but talking about xamarin studio 
um, you know, cycle nine wasn't just visual studio. We're talking a lot about visual studio, but, um, we released some new awesome updates to Xamarin studio, actually a lot of stuff in there to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So .NET standard, how about that? Yeah. .NET standard support. Now I should say that we've already, we've, we've always supported .NET standard for Xamarin projects. So if you had, um, a NuGet or something and pulled it in or were referencing it, it would work, but we didn't have the projects, right? So a .NET standard library today is a PCL that was then converted. It's like the target framework and they swap and they have the update to the project JSON, but the Xamarin studio support is pretty spectacular. I blogged about it. Yeah. You got to go I check this that. out. I mean, .NET standard is like blowing my mind how awesome it is because of course, every time something new comes along, everyone always talks about how awesome it is because that's just what happens. But I've actually been very impressed with .NET Standard and just the sheer increase in the number of APIs that are available is just really, really nice. And it can be a little confusing to wrap your head around .NET Standard at first, but there's some really good videos online if you just Google by Emo, I think that's his name. If you just mm-hmm. Google like .NET Standard Emo video on YouTube, like he will explain .NET Standard beautifully in like three minutes. And you'll be like, I need to use this today because it's amazing. Um, so it's nice to see that the support there in Xamarin Studio has just continued to improve. And it feels much more like a first-class experience. Because like you said, you get that project template out of the box. So I think it's getting to the point now where I think if I was file newing, I would at least, if I wasn't going to use um, .NET Standard, I would at least give it a really good look for new apps. Yeah, it's really helpful if you're a library creator. I'm a still a big fan of that shared project life. That's how I live. Uh, Frank and I did a big, Frank and I did a whole merge conflict episode on on PCL versus net standard versus shared. I'm all about that shared project life. All about the shared. It's great. Why limit myself to a profile if I can just get all the APIs? Um, that's my that's my uh, my thing with it. No, this 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 is really nice because if you're a developer of libraries like plugins for Xamarin you can go in and now add this .NET standard support in there and you can toggle back and forth and create a PCL, create this. And it's just a lot easier to understand than these random profile numbers that are selected. But me personally, I'm just waiting for .NET standard 2.0, which is going to add all the APIs back. And then I'm going to really go all in and delete every PCL I've ever created. So get ready world. It's happening in version 2.0. I don't know when that's happening, but when it does, rest assured i am deleting every pcl i've, I've ever created and converting it to a dotnet standard 2.0 because it's gonna blow blow my blow my socks off yeah i'm i'm gonna have to consider doing the same thing uh so in new other new features for uh, xamarin studio um in cycle nine uh one that i'm really really excited about which is multi-process debugging uh so multi-process debugging is exactly what it sounds like Um, So essentially, I can have these multiple processes debugging as if they were one at the same time. So what does that actually mean in real terms uh, for Xamarin developers? So I can have, for example, an iPhone app and the watchOS companion app, and I can debug them at the same time. So if, for example, some code gets executed on the phone and then it gets executed on the watch, it's actually Xamarin Studio is going to jump back and forth between those different processes. And you can set breakpoints, you can do locals, watches. It's just like if you were debugging one project, but you can essentially debug two at once. So it's really useful for those uh, companion app scenarios. And then also for, for scenarios where you have, for example, a mobile website alongside a mobile app as well, and you're trying to debug that back end at the same time you are. The front end, you can debug both at the same time. And I found that really useful from a productivity standpoint, because that's something I've had to do a lot recently. And it's kind of a pain without the multi-process debugging. You find yourself like deploying something and then like having to like you know, 
reconfigure your code so that you're actually hitting kind of like not a production instance, but kind of a production instance to debug it. Um, so a staging instance. So it's it's been kind of a pain, but I'm really glad to see multi-process debugging there. I think that's like a huge developer productivity enhancement. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Multiprocessing, there's a lot of other small features you'll notice, like a new entitlements editor. Um, there's some new updates to the Android designer, really, really rich IntelliSense going on there. Some updates to the iOS designer, a lot of updates to the Xamarin Forms previewer. This is the this is the real real preview of the previewer people, not the <laughs> not the old one. This is the new hotness. It, um, I was opening up this the bike sharing application recently in Visual Studio, and I was rendering all these custom controls and doing all this stuff, and it works a lot better. We're still looking for feedback on that, so definitely let us know. There's a lot of perf improvements in Xamarin Studio. I'm just scrolling through some of the features, and we'll have the the link to the releases yeah, in the show the notes. But real quick, they actually um, we actually went through the entire source code for Xamarin Studio. Uh, our engineers did, and we made quite a number of enhancements. So just even if you go to the release notes, you'll see some stuff, and you'll be like, "Wow, that's pretty impressive." from a performance standpoint, but the engineers actually went through the whole source code and cleaned up a ton of stuff. And I know that there's some other stuff that's going to be coming up in, in future releases as well. But this first release, like Xamarin Studio is just so much snappier. I'm just a huge fan of it. It, it sounds kind of silly because it's like it's at the bottom of the release notes and you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's performant, whatever. But like it, it's really, really nice. The latency is improved and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. And also, um, you know, be on the lookout that, you know, there are some new previews of Visual Studio for Mac, which is getting some more workloads that are in there, not just mobile, some ASP.NET goodness. I just built a um, um, ASP.NET Core website inside of uh, Visual Studio for Mac. It's using the latest uh, ASP.NET and .NET Core um, releases. So the new, new, new RCs that are out there. And then I deploy that's like a Linux app service on Azure. It's crazy. I blogged about that, too just kind of for funsies, see if I could do it. And I did, I did all of my work. I did my Azure backend, deployed it to a Linux. It could have been deployed it to Windows if I wanted to, all from VSTS. Um, I was doing Git commands. I was doing all this great stuff, which is really, really awesome. So definitely like check out that if you're if you're on the, the, the cutting edge, I would say, and give us some feedback because it's a really beautiful IDE. I think um, the new preview is really, really good too. So Yeah, and the cool thing, just if you've tried it in the past and you're like, I have to run stable version of Xamarin Studio, but... Visual Studio for Mac's making me run the alpha version. Well, with um, Cycle 9 being released, you can actually run stable Xamarin Studio with Visual Studio for Mac side by side. So you can mm. run those side by side now. You don't have to have the version mismatch. Um, you can you can you no longer only can have one really realistically installed on your machine at once. Now you can have both. Yep. So much good stuff. There's so much good stuff in VS 2017. There's going to be the launch, which I think is happening on. Um, March 7th. I don't know if this episode will be out by then or whatever it is, but you can go to channel nine. There's going to be a huge keynote. There's going to be all these videos, all this good stuff. I have a whole a video just on the, the, the um, new templates that are out there. There's so much good stuff in, in this release. It's like a great time. It's always a great time to be a developer, but it's an awesome time to be a Xamarin developer. So yeah, do you want to wrap it up, Pierce? How are you feeling? How are you feeling good? You feeling better? You feeling, feeling like you're, uh, you're feeling yeah, micro- I, microphones working well? Big fan of this microphone. It sounds a lot better. I feel somewhat more legit. Now, I'm I'm not as legit as you because I know in like Seattle, you have like this awesome, for the Xamarin show, you have like an awesome studio and you have like audio and video folks and I'm just mm-hmm. in a conference room. So I'm not quite at that level. I'm not at the James Montemagno level of recording yet, but I feel like I've significantly leveled up my podcast recording game with this new mic and setup. So yeah, podcast complain. game plus one. Plus one. Plus one. Well, awesome. Where can uh, people find the Pierce Bogan? 
People can find the Pierce Bogan on Twitter, uh, at Pierce Bogan, P-I-E-R-C-E, Bogan with two Gs. Um, and that's where I mainly tweet about stuff relating to Xamarin Forms platform. If you want to know what's happening in Xamarin, just give me a follow. You can also follow at Xamarin Podcast. Um, mm. That handle has been dormant for a little while now, but I think I'm going to try and do a better job of making sure we're tweeting content from the show on that handle. So that's also a good place to keep up with what's going on in the Xamarin Podcast. Awesome. Yeah, you can find me. I'm all over the place, literally just at James Montemagno on everything. So on Twitter, on GitHub. Um, on if you have the internet, you have seen James somewhere. That's <laughs> basically around. like the level we're at now. Channel not like everywhere you look, there is some sort of like on Slack, like I just open a random channel. There's James. Like he's just everywhere. I'm trying so, to be everywhere. Yeah. If you if you love uh, hearing more of me. Um, there's tons of conferences I'm at too, but you know, there's the two shows that, that Pierce and I talked about a little bit more. I have a, a show on channel nine. So if you don't know what channel nine is, it's channel nine.msdn.com. It's kind of like Microsoft's YouTube for developers in a way. So it's hand curated shows that we're creating in a professional studio. So it's really high qual. And there's also MVP channels. If you're a Microsoft MVP, you can also create shows on there too. Um, there's a whole lot of good stuff and you can subscribe and to RSS feeds and all that stuff. Think of it as like a video podcast that are super high production shows. And I have Xamarin Show. You can just go to XamarinShow.com and that redirects you right to the page. I bought that domain name for funsies uh, just so people can get there easier. Nice, short and sweet. I was really original, just like the Xamarin podcast, the Xamarin Show. Literally, it's a podcast about Xamarin and it's a show about Xamarin and boom. And I have so much good stuff. I just released an episode with uh, our good friend, uh, Michael Stonis, about uh, React need, or no, reactive extensions uh, for and reactive UI for Xamarin applications. Uh, what else did I do recently? I did one um, with Sam from um, Telerik about the brand new controls that they're making and some Appium stuff. I don't know, so much good stuff. Oh. Um, it's a nice, what I like about it, it's a nice mix yeah. of everything. It's a nice yeah. mix of traditional Xamarin stuff. It's a nice, it, it exposes you as a Xamarin developer. Say you're like a Xamarin pro. I watch that, the Xamarin show, and I still learn new things because James is t constantly trying out new stuff, like the Appium stuff. He had the Telerik guys on. Like he has, he has different areas on. It's not just like, oh, how do I do MVVM and that sort of thing. It's also like, it's going to stretch your knowledge boundary as a Xamarin developer. So I definitely recommend checking that out. Yeah. And I also do these things called snack packs, snack pack that are like five to 10 minute mini episodes. So if you just want to sit down and watch something really quick, learn something, sometimes when we're demoing new features. I do that. Like I have one on the forms previewer, for instance. Um, but yeah, if you, if you already listen to podcasts, which I know you do, cause you're listening to this podcast, you should subscribe to my other podcast that I do with my good friend, an amazing developer, Frank Kruger. You've used his libraries if you use SQLite Net um, or just about anything else uh, in Xamarin over the years. Frank is amazing. Him and I do a weekly podcast. It's called Merge Conflict. Uh, it's, I do it outside of work. So we just talk about a whole bunch of different things. Um, we just released an episode on uh, security of mobile applications and obfuscation. We did one on developing Mac apps. We cover all sorts of different things, whether it's Xamarin or technology or things happening in the world. I highly recommend you check it out. It's mergeconflict.fm. And uh, if you have any questions, just hit me up on Twitter at James Montemagno. Cool. Well, this has been another edition of the Xamarin Podcast. I'm Pierce Bogan. And I'm James Montemagno. Peace. Thanks for listening.